Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Three, KXNO. The PSAs you hear on Miller and Condon and iHeartMedia Des Moines are presented in part by Nick Mick. We take care of our own. Now, here's Miller and Condon. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. Hi, right, good morning, everybody. Welcome in. Miller and Condon here on a Tuesday. Trent Condon, Ken Miller on Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. For the next couple of hours to talk sports with you, and we appreciate you spending uh, the morning here with us. BMW of Des Moines guest list. Yes, there's a lot of NIL, but we will deviate at the bottom of the hour because, after all, a week from Thursday, one of the bigger off-season events in the NFL. Yes, the NFL draft will soon be here. Vinny Iyer covers it for the Sporting News along with NFL. We'll take a look at the upcoming draft and other NFL topics uh, with Vinny Iyer at 10.30. And then back into NIL at 11.05, uh, Randy Peterson from the Des Moines Register will be here. Uh, we will talk um, Cyclones with uh, Randy, pick his brain on what may be going on behind the scenes as apparently there are a group of boosters. I don't know if this is a, certainly seems reactive, um, but uh, according to Chris, I saw a tweet from him yesterday, Chris Williams, this has been in the works for a while. But we'll catch up with Randy Peterson. Look forward to doing that coming up here at 11.05. Nate Bolton, Senator Nate Bolton, State Senator Nate Bolton, was a real mover and shaker behind the scenes when it came to NIL, along with a, it was bipartisan. There was a Republican from Urbandale, and his name is, is. You're asking the wrong person. We only want in here. Oh. <laughs> um, Let's go to our political correspondent. God, Trent, I can picture him. Anyways, he had help. It wasn't just, it wasn't just Nate uh, that was politicking for this. And at the time, I thought it was the greatest thing I'd heard in some time. I really did. But where I think a lot of folks are coming to realize, what we thought was name, image, and likeness is not what we're getting. Name, image, and likeness to me was, hi, this is George Niang. Prior to the game, stop by Hickory Park. Or after the game, hi, this is Brees Hall and Brock Purdy. There's nothing better than Great Plains Pizza to discuss the football. That's name, image, and likeness. That's how you thought of it. That's how I thought of it. I'm all for it. Let these kids get a little dough. Mm-hmm. What we've got now is before you sign a contract or sign your commitment to the school, that's pay for play. Once you get there and decide to leave, that's full blown free agency. This is entirely different. Where I do now have come around to agree with the folks that thought uh, that this was going to ruin college sports. I don't know if it's going to go that far, but there's certainly more questions at this point than there is answers. Did you read Stuart Mandel's piece at the Athletic today? I did not. A three star defensive tackle, 500. 
$8,000. A quarterback from Southern California, we knew about him, mm-hmm. to Tennessee, $8 million. How much is Tyrese Hunter getting? I'm not begrudging the money. I don't think he's an NBA player. Uh, get it while you can. Mm-hmm. But this, let's call it what it is. NIL is not what we're seeing here when it comes to him. Patrick McCaffrey, Hawk and Pizzas, that's NIL. Hi, V and Caitlin Clark. That's NIL. This is not. Is free agency. This is free agency in his case. Before you Without get a collective there, bargaining agreement. That's just it, right? Um, this isn't right. Now, look, at. let's not be naive. This has been going on behind the scenes for a long time. Absolutely. To what extent? We'll never know. I don't think it was to the extent we're seeing thrown around out there now. And to think that it never happened in Ames and Iowa City is ridiculous. It, it really is. Look, I used to work with a guy, and he said this all the time, um, The Drake, Dolph, was getting a bag from the ticket office, mm-hmm. and Drake never pushed back. And that was on these airwaves, and if it would have been wrong, the corner office would have heard him and sure. would tell him to shut up. That's not <laughs> true. Um, to what extent? Who knows, Right. But this is different, Trent, and I, for one, don't like it at all. And I was, when Nate Bolton was behind this, God, what's his name? He's from Urbandale. I can okay. picture the dude. Anyways, um, I thought what name, image, and likeness was, I'm going to make five grand for Hawk and whatever, mm-hmm. right? Uh, Caitlin Brad's Clark. on. Brad's on. Thank you, Trent Condon. Well done. Um, it's just, it, it reeks. It reeks. How how do Iowa State and Iowa catch up? You said something yesterday. I thought about it all night. Brought it up on the show yet later again yesterday too. We really didn't care mm. at the time because you know what? It's awful for you and I. And you know what, Drake? That's too bad, Yesufu, who was really going to help your team has decided to move on. But it didn't affect the two needle movers, and now it does. And if you're a college basketball fan, and yeah, you root for your school, but how long do you get fed up because the kid who really turned your program around, he's going to take the money and run because we can't afford to keep him after a year. And yeah, there'll be somebody else in his position, but I really liked this kid. It's going to, I think, affect fandom. I know you're playing for the name on the front of the jersey, or at least that's what we want to believe. Mm Mm-hmm. This is different. This is no longer. This is not NIL. Get that out of your minds, folks. It's not name, image, and likeness. It's either pay-for-play or full-blown free agency. The collective has turned into the law of unattended consequences. It's something that we thought was going to be, as you said, something very good. Mm -hmm. These are the guys getting paid in a billion-dollar corporation. The guys that are actually doing the work and the ladies are going to get theirs. That was the hope that we were going to see, that this was going to turn out to be a great thing. But very quickly, Texas A&M was at the forefront of that. Yeah. Look and, at and the recruiting pool, class. They were pooling the money, and it mm-hmm. sounded, there were reports of up to $30 million for the incoming recruiting class. Every offensive lineman that goes to Texas gets a half million dollars. Every scholarship one gets a half million dollars a year just to be an offensive lineman at Texas. A year or over the course of his career? A year. Jesus. Every offensive lineman. And you're just talking usually between 10 and 12 offensive mm-hmm. linemen that are going to be on scholarship in any given year. Yet it just continues down, and that trickle-down effect. Now, is it going to create a wider gap between the haves and haves-nots? In college football, it's already there. It is. You know what? And it's easier in basketball to turn a program around, it right? Is. Because yep. you don't know the roster size. Um, I think that 
Well, I don't know. I was wrong. I was dead wrong about it before um, as to how deep this is going to go and what it, to what extent it's going to affect uh, the college experience and college sports like we love. It just seems like um, I don't know how this can be good. Now, I guess, you know what? Here's a way it can be good. Mm-hmm. And we see it with Kofi Coburn. And now we're seeing with Baycott, yes, the position has changed in, in the NBA. But now if you're a a fringe guy, like a Tyrese Hunter, I don't think is an NBA player. He's a really good player. He's a good player. He was a top 40 a player of, in his class. Yeah, he's 5'11". Right. I mean, there's a shot. Sure. But there's a lot that he still, especially offensively, Absolutely. he needs to improve upon. And this isn't me bagging on Tyrese Hunter. As he's on the, on the anyway, way. That's yeah, not, yeah. not it at all. Not it one bit. Um so they're getting their money. But my point being is, does this keep guys... Because how does the G League keep up? Mm-hmm. Right? They can. They can. This, what do they make? Thirty five, forty thousand 40000 a year? Yeah, the average salary is 35000 a year. Okay, so the G League is tits up, mm-hmm. I, I think. Well, I don't think so. I mean, they've been doing it for this long. What's different? Right? Well, the, the guys that would, would declare for the NBA and maybe sign as a free agent have to go to the G League and hope to... Now maybe you stay in school because you're making in one year what you're getting paid in the G League for three years. Yeah, you're not having to go to school, but that's not all bad. There's still guys that'll be graduating, though. Uh There'll be still guys that'll be playing in the G League. I don't think this impacts them really at some kind of impactful level. I think it keeps the stars in school longer. That's a great thing. Absolutely, for for basketball fans. Mm -hmm. That's a huge thing. Uh And on the local level, think of last year. This was all in place, and we were at where we're at right now. These collectives are in place. Luca Garza had an opportunity to come back for mm-hmm. one final year. What kind of money would he have committed? Yeah. And how beloved he is. Mm-hmm. And what his name, image, and likeness means mm-hmm. for his bottom line. A guy that was drafted, but very late in the second round. Never was probably going to become a first rounder, no matter right. how much college basketball he was played. Just his limitations were still there. There's an ability here for the Iowa and Iowa States to turn this into a positive. But you got to spend and can they? Yes, absolutely. Does it come at the expense of the check that you would write to the uh, to the collective? Does this come at the expense of maybe you're not going to get eight tickets, you're only going to get six? Well, and that was a problem I brought up many times here on these airwaves because this was a part of it that always concerned me from the athletic department perspective is you got a guy, does well. Yeah, he's out there, he's a salesman, he makes good money, he gets his tickets. And he writes a check every year for five grand to sit at the forty yard line mm-hmm. and to sit in the lower bowl. Look, he's not courtside, but he's got good seats. Right. And there's another five grand that he writes for that. Yeah. All right, so I got ten thousand in tickets, I got my tailgating spot, I pay for that. Right. I'm in for about twenty grand a year, say. Just just for instance. Love my cyclones. Mm-hmm. I got my tickets at Hilton, mm-hmm. got my tickets, got my parking spot, got all that. Well, I can still get tickets. But not with my friends that I've been sitting with for the last few years. I got to move up into the corner. Move up to the corner. Or, you know what? I could really impact and help bring in Player X. I can help this team in a different way. I'm still going to the games, I'm still going to enjoy it. Mm -hmm. But I'm actually being impactful, not writing a check that just goes into this huge pot. Right. I'm writing a check to get the next Tyrese on it. Yeah, that that 300 yard walk through my tail my tailgate spot's so good. But I write this check now. I've got to walk a half a mile. I'm still having the barbecue and the beers before the game, but I got to leave a little bit earlier. And I don't have all these people passing me and seeing me and waving and 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 their jaws dropping down. Oh, I'd sure like to have his spot. And I got some clients, and you know what? These clients they always stop by my tailgate, and before the game, Hunter Decker stops by. Yeah. 
that's a pretty good, mm-hmm. pretty good one, right? When you got your clients in, and all of a sudden the quarterback's stopping by. So that twenty grand that I was spending, that was all going to Iowa State. Ten still going to Iowa State, and ten mm-hmm. is going into this the collective. collective. Yeah. That trickle down for the people that really do build the program. But how impactful is that going to be for an athletic department that is already strapped? That is already looking at the future and is concerned. Look at they—they'll never get it. Well, they will get over 2020, but there's still that—that uh, that shortcoming from the mm-hmm. COVID. Let's get Ryan. I don't want to keep him on hold for much longer. Ryan, thanks for being patient. Hey, thanks. Uh, a couple of things, like you said, the guys coming back. The two guys from Indiana would have been gone without the money they're getting. Davis, and then the yeah, other. yeah, you're right. You're 100 mm-hmm. uh, percent right. And kind of what along what you said, also Iowa's never been competing with. Oklahoma, Ohio State, Michigan, Alabama, they're never going to be on that level. They've just got to be better than the Minnesotas, Wisconsin. And if you look, whether it's donations, ticket sales, revenue, Iowa's top 20 every year. So they And that's only going to expand with the new TV deal. They just got to get somebody in there and do it right because they, they're going to have the dollars, not never to compete. They're never going to compete with the Alabamas, but they they should be right there with everybody else, mm-hmm. and if they don't, that's on them. It is. Uh, Ryan, thanks for the call. I appreciate it. Thanks for being patient. But has Iowa ever, well, in recent history, really competed with Alabama? No. No. They've gone head-to-head for basically one recruit. Yeah, Ross Pierce, Pierce Parker, right. Yeah. And, and he flipped. And guess where he ended up. Right. And yeah. it wasn't in Iowa City. Yeah, no, it wasn't. So um, they don't... We're talking about two different avenues here. Because in college football, in comparison to college basketball, there's a huge gap. Iowa doesn't compete with Ohio State. Yeah, they beat Ohio State the last time I saw them. Sure. But they don't compete with them. No. No, they did that day, but will they? You know, right. When's the next time? Big picture, uh-huh. they don't. You can buy your way into a long run in the NCAA tournament. Easier than you can buy your way, in my opinion, into the Final Four or the playoff. Whether we get to 12, whether we're stuck at four, as we know right now. A couple of kids. basketball. A couple of kids. Exactly. You go out and you get the best transfer offensive lineman and a defensive mm-hmm. back, and you're a 7-5 and five team, mm-hmm. maybe you're 8-4. and four. Yeah. But all of a sudden you go out and you get the best two-guard and the best center. <laughs> Do you feel at all any sympathy towards... Um, like Oscar Chibwe, um, these guys can't get a dime. <laughs> right, right. And that's, they're that's working to change it. They're working to change it, I guess. Well, the same thing with Tory Taylor. Remember that story There's last year? another one, right. Tory Taylor. Let's localize it. Yeah, he was... He can't get a nickel he from can't. NIL because he's a foreigner. And with one of my clients, I actually reached out. And reached out because we wanted to do something with him. And we had this great idea. Can't accept any money. No. And what he did with Count the Kicks was a great idea. It was. Because the money's still coming in, it doesn't go to him. Different circumstances, right? Talk- yeah, I guess. Yeah, but twenty-four-year-old guy. But but, but the basketball rosters are dot are are, are um, there's there's a bunch dotted with a bunch of Canucks. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a bunch of Canadians on these things now. What are they got to get a green card, a temporary green? I don't know what it's going to do. But um, because you're working on a student visa, where you that's can't just make money. Yes. Now is that going to change? They're working to do that. Uh, to answer Ray uh, Quiznell's question, we're going to see a freshman quarterback show up at campus driving a Porsche. Yes, in Tennessee, you will. Yeah. Kid got $8 million. Just like you saw Eric Dickerson show up yeah. in a Trans Am. That, that was a little different. That was. But it happened. When the, of course it did. Yeah, absolutely did. My day is in Iowa City. I saw a very prominent quarterback who was a Heisman finalist uh-huh. driving a line in Escalade. Uh-huh. Now, 
we know the background. Did he finish second? He did. Uh-huh. Behind Carson Palmer. Uh-huh. Connected about his Brad Banks. Yeah. It wasn't a brand new one. No, but it's still pretty nice. It's pretty nice. Yeah. Certainly nicer than when I was driving. <laughs> and we knew the stories of how he grew up. Where'd that money come from? Yeah. It just... So this I has guess been it gets, out there. It, it absolutely And has. it's out in the open, and maybe ultimately this is a good thing. In that respect, it is. I think the fact that kids may stay a little longer in college, mm-hmm. either if they do, that means they're, well, you'd like to think, taking advantage of that scholarship and getting an education. Uh, and, and B, instead of these clandestine you know, handshakes that we've all heard about, mm-hmm. um, that are way more than that, the bags of money or whatever, uh, what did Cam Newton's dad get from, right. from Auburn, right? Was it $200,000? He was worth every penny. Mm-hmm. He was worth a ton more than that. He was worth a hundred times more than that. Well, yeah, and Gene Chizik will be the first to tell you that, Mm -hmm. for God's sakes. He's he's on that list of national championship coaches. One of these things just doesn't belong here. One of these things just isn't the same. What's what's that from? Sesame Street? Yeah, yeah, that sounds right. Anyways, so this story that broke yesterday... And it impacted us. Oh, big time! And that's what is different here in our conversations. Mm -hmm. As I said yesterday... It went from, yeah, sorry for the little guy. Yeah, sorry, you and I. Yep. A.J. Green's leaving. Yeah, Marshall, DeAndre Kane's out of there. Who cares? It's yep. Marshall. I don't give a crap. Right. I got to see DeAndre Kane, and that was an incredible season. Yeah. Yusufu, he had a great run in the tournament, Drake. But you know what? He's mm-hmm. going to Kansas yeah. now. We give a cursory You'll get grades. somebody else. Yeah. You'll be fine. And then we move on. Now, um, your starting point guard. Yep. A guy that played 32 minutes a game. Started every game. Looked like a absolute star in the making. In college. In that college. you could absolutely yes. build a program about. You're set a point guard. Yes. For the next two, three, maybe four years. I think so. You were set up in that direction. Now he's gone. Gone. And now it impacts us yep. and our enjoyment mm-hmm. and our love. But nothing's changed. In the last 24 hours, nothing <laughs> has changed. It hasn't. It just, it's impacted us. Yeah. And that's that, why that's true. All everybody is all up in arms about it. Nothing's different. Trent, I thought there's, you know, I was thinking yesterday when it came out, like, I, I, I wasn't in Ankeny, and I leave right after the show by mm-hmm. the time this is broke. I was thinking, how much meat's going to be left on this bone when we get to go after it again after three other local shows? Yeah. But you know what? Because it affects us, there's lots of meat left on the bone. There is, and this is going to be something that's uh-huh. going to be impacted. And how is I when I was they going to keep up? You know, can they, if, how, how can they afford a bidding war? And how much money is going to be in that collective that Iowa State is working behind the scenes? I have to assume I was doing the same thing. Yes. They, in fact, I think it was like two weeks ago, Kirk Ferentz in his press conference mentioned it. Did he? That he knows that there are people that are working on it. And I think Kaker mentioned to us after that one on that Friday. I'm guessing they're, they're going a lot quicker. <laughs> right. And it yesterday. was something where well, they hope to have it ready by, you know, August, right, right before yeah. the season. This needs to be ready now. It does. There's no more messing around with it. This needs to be happening. What does that mean? Who puts this together? Again, the athletic department, the university cannot put these together, these collectives. This has to come from an outside source. Yep. Who those people are, what they're doing, and and where the money comes from. Mm -hmm. We're still talking about Iowa State. You look at donations. And do we need to know who's in that collective, Trent? I think we should. And we as as the public, do we need to know... Who's on the board yes. of we, we should. ABC collect or ISU Collective or HAWK Collective, mm-hmm. whatever that ends up being, who's on the board and who ultimately gives the is it a you know a, a, a three two voters there are five people that yeah we got to pay this guy this much and how do you decide how much that is because 
we could come to a point, yeah, this kid all of a sudden showed up and then it's late in the process, but we can't pay him because we paid these other guys. When you go on an official visit, is it all right? We're going to tour the facilities. We're going to talk to the and coaches. And you're going to meet with the board of the... And it probably uh, can't be on campus, I'm no, going to guess. No, absolutely not. So you got to go to Hickory Park. Yep. you got to go and... Grab a pizza Wigan at Sam's Penn, in Iowa City. Wigan, whatever, yep. yep. And that's the way that that's going to be. But uh-huh. that's going to be part of your process, right? I got to think. Well, depending what are you on your do status. For yeah. You know, how coveted are you? Hey, we, we have $5 million in the pool this year. We can offer you fifty grand. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then you go to Purdue. Right. Well, we got these engineers. They got a little more money. We offer you a hundred. If it's a coin flip for you and you're choosing between the two, what are you going to do? Yeah. 50 grand or 100 grand? Look, I, I'm not saying this happened at all. J.J. Cole signed yesterday. What happens if a Texas A&M comes in and they need a quarterback and, and Cole develops like a lot of people think he's going to? Are you going to live this? Is this Tyrese Hunter part due only in the football program? I mean, this is what we're, this is what we've come across. This is the, this is where we're at in this thing. It's not name, image, and likeness. It just isn't. Name, image, and likeness is an entirely different animal. That's Patrick McCaffrey That's dancing Patrick like McCaffrey. a goofball yes. in a pizza commercial. That's just it. This is not it. This is pay to play. And when you get there and you decide, you know what, I got an offer from this school and they want to give me this much. That's full-blown free agency. Now, there is, I guess, you only get one crack at free agency, which I guess is a little bit different. I just, that is not what I thought. <laughs> Uh, Jeff is with us. Hello, Jeff. Jeff, is that you? Um, yes. Can you hear me? Can, yeah, go ahead. Ken, you know, not shame on you, but, you know, it, it's time to stop calling, calling the um, student athletes. I think those days are gone. These guys are, we're almost to the, this stage where they're professional athletes. They're they're getting paid. Some of them, yeah. Paid a, a lot. Yeah. They're getting paid a lot of money. This isn't this isn't the good old kids game. No, it's not college game anymore. It's, nope. it's the day, those days have changed now. And to be honest, in my opinion, I don't even care, I don't even think the NCAA really cares because at the end of the day, they want their Kansases, the Dukes, the North Carolinas, the Kentuckys. I can go on and on and on. They don't care about Iowa, Iowa State, or the smaller Division One schools. They don't. And it's the same in football. And it's kind of funny because NBA or the MLB gets this knock. Well, it's the same teams every year. It's the same teams in college. And then they want to say, they're, well, they're just, you know, they're just kids. They're not kids anymore. Mm-hmm. So I think they got to be treated like adults because this, is, this has changed the whole game. And you guys are talking about, well, if we get 50 or if we get 100,000, and I think you guys touched base on this yesterday. Let's say, Ken, you're the coach, and you recruit me, and I come to Iowa State, and I start every game. We didn't win any games last season. We go to the Sweet 16. I had a great experience. Um, You pretty much gave me whatever I wanted at Iowa State, and boom, I just leave. I'm not the backup point guard who didn't play that could, could honestly leave. You gave me everything, and now I'm gone. So regardless of what you give me at a university, there's always going to be better pastures at North Carolina, Duke, on and on and on. So I just don't know how this gets solved. And it's just, you know, it's slowly, until it does, it's just going to ruin the game. Yes, is is the Kent and the Trents of the world going to watch college basketball and college football? Sure you are. Mm-hmm. Am I? Sure I am. But to that, to that normal fan, I think this is going to turn them off. Until they get ahead of the curve, and you guys touched base on it with Nick Saban talking about it whenever it was, 
something has to change. Just, just for collegiate sports, if you really want to call that, it's it's killing the game. Yeah, I agree with it you. Really it's, it's not the same. It's not the cuddly, um, you know, college sports with the touch of amateurism still. Uh, it, Jeff, I got to let you go. Appreciate that. We'll take a couple more. I'd argue it hasn't been that way for a long time, though. I, I think. How many times have you said, you know, I just kind of put my head in the sand about oh, college, absolutely a ton. The, the dirty part sure, of college athletics? Sure. It's been here for a long yeah, time. Yeah, but we didn't know. <laughs> we did, but we didn't know. We didn't want to know. Yeah, but I, when, I, when I thought we were putting our heads in the sand, I thought that was the handshakes. You know, I thought that was the $2,500 or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll give you a car. Um, I didn't think it was. I mean, we went from zero to 100 miles an hour. We did. Right. And the blame all goes once again to the NCAA because they They, could have put... Forever. They could have put safeguards in. They could have made this a lot better. Congress told them, hey, get it in order. And and, and what does Mark Emmert do? He goes back to Congress and says, will you figure this out for us? What a moron. (laughs) How how this guy is still employed. It's just absolutely ridiculous. He's a hell of a writer, though. Oh, that's a different D- different, different, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, Ray's, uh, Ray and then James, then we'll get to our break. We will talk a lot more of this in the 11 o'clock hour, but we're going to, for those folks who've had enough of it, do a little NFL in about 10 minutes with Vinny Iyer. Ray, what's going on? How are you? Kenny, you know me. You know I'm a college hockey. By the way, what did you think of the, uh, what did you think of the final four? The Frozen Four. I thought I was, I was rooting for Minnesota State all the way just to get their first national championship. Yeah, it was, it was good. I watched, uh, I watched the semis. I did not see the final. Anyways, Ray, what's going on? How's this going to affect college hockey when you got schools like North Dakota, which isn't a big school but has a great program? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Bemidji State, small school, great mm-hmm. program is Michigan, Michigan State, Ohio State, uh, uh, Boston College, University of Boston, going to throw all the money at these players to come play for them, and the major state's going to get buried. Yeah, there'll be haves and haves nots, like in every mm-hmm. other thing, I think, Ray, which is which is disappointing because it's so fun to watch. You know, when some of these smaller schools get the right couple of guys on their roster uh, and can make a run. Ray, I got to move on, man. Good to hear from you. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Yep, uh, James, and then we'll get our break. Hi, James. What's going on? Hey, I uh, just wanted to jump in there, kind of with the Hunter thing. Um, do, uh, I'm an Iowa State fan, upset as anyone that, you know, he's gone. But do we give him any kind of leeway that he wasn't really recruited by TJ? It was Prome that, you know, got him to commit it originally and that, you know, he just decided to stick it out a year. Well, he certainly give him. Yeah, give him. Because he, he played so well this year and he was going to be the, the focal point was. of everything next year. Like, yeah. it wasn't like he was a, a bench guy going into next year or, Maybe a back. He was he was going to be the focal point of IS. So like you said, the next two to three years. Yep, James. Thanks for the call. No, he absolutely was, and he was re-recruited. That was TJ's first order of business when he got the job was to re-recruit Tyrese Hunter. Um, Randy Peterson's piece at the Des Moines Register that I read uh, this morning. Um, He's got Tyrese in the locker room after the loss to Miami. You know, talking about uh, you know how far they came, what they're going to be like next year, and then. Uh, an offer came his way, and he couldn't pass it up. And I don't blame him. No. I don't blame him one bit. Don't, please, uh, lump me in with those folks that don't think that they sh- It's just different. And we didn't see it coming from zero to 100 miles an hour, seemingly. Maybe they were going 100 miles an hour in the south, which sounds like they were. Probably. But it hadn't hit our dear old state of Iowa. We're a little bit slower than everybody else, and that's good, in my opinion. Uh, we'll take a break. We'll get into the NFL more. NIL coming up. Randy Peterson is going to join us um, at 11.05. Nate Bolton is going to join us. I wonder if Nate 
And Brad Zahn, yeah. who were the two um, politicians really pushing NIL in our state. And Jordan Bohannon, did Bohannon think this was going to get this big? I mean, did Jordan Bohannon foresee this? What was the quarterback in Northwestern that tried to unionize? Um, uh, Kane Coulter. Kane Coulter, right. Did Coulter think that what I'm doing, what I'm doing here and what Jordan Bohannon and what uh, the two politicians are doing, we are going to make millionaires out of Or did they think we're going to pay them, put a little money in their pocket to go out and have a date mm-hmm. or buy pizza or, or whatever that is, right? I'm sure that was the thought process. The lower end of the yes. scale. Let's get a little extra uh-huh. jingle jingle in the pocket. And, right. And for the people that don't come from privileged backgrounds like a Jordan Bohannon, we're going to help these guys out yes. too. And all of a sudden, we're talking about Millions of dollars. Eight million dollars for a kid who's never set foot on campus. What if he sucks? Well, it doesn't matter. He's got eight million. Right? But what do these contracts also look like? Well, that's a good point, Trent. So you're saying, so what if he does suck? Can I get yeah. him? Can I, can he, I fire him? He's DJ Ugalele. He's awful. Yeah, can I fire him? He's an employee. Is it, hey, we will, after your freshman year, we'll revisit? We'll revisit once again. Yeah. Is it eight years over? Four years or over five years. Is it what? We don't know what these contracts look like either. And you mentioned those safeguards and knowing who's at the forefront of these. Who is running these I think we need to know that, Trent. I really do. I think I I would like to. Now, will... Will Trent Condon chip in twenty five bucks? I mean, I mean, there's just yeah, people like. Yeah. Um, Is it just as simple as hey, you put it in the PayPal and throw in your twenty five bucks? Right. Throw your ten bucks in a month, and you're helping out the university. You're helping out the team that you root for. Your alma mater. You're you're doing that. But does that help? We're going to need a lot of Trent Condons. Right. Twenty five bucks. Right. Is it worth it, or is it buy hey, your tickets? We're, we're going to go get the the twenty heavy heads. We're going to put it together here. Mm-hmm. And are there going to be? Different factions. Are we going to see multiple ones? And so a football collective, then a basketball no, no, collective, no. three, four, five different collectives. Oh, for Iowa State. Yeah. And you know what? This group of guys, they hate that group. We're going to be the ones that are actually going to go out and get the quarterback. And what if two groups, two collective groups, want two different quarterbacks? <laughs> and now you got to work with the coaching staff. So I think you just answered your question. You can't have two more than one collective. <laughs> But what's stopping somebody no, 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 from creating their own? Because, again, there are no safeguards in place. Yeah, I go out and I get my buddies and say, we're going to make our own collective. I don't care what the doctors over and I would say. We're going to do our own because we really like this kid. We're going to go out and we're going to make mm-hmm. sure that this five-star, Kyler Casper, is coming to Iowa. Mm-hmm. And we're going to make it no, he worth got paid. his while. He went to Oregon. We're going to make it uh-huh. worth his while, though. Maybe the coaching staff doesn't. Want that to happen? Yeah. There's USC just lost a five-star kid that Riley thought was home and cooled out, signed, sealed. Well, not quite signed, <laughs> but sealed and delivered until Oregon got involved and took him at the last minute. You think Phil Knight's got any money? Just How deep are his pockets? Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, one hundred six point three KXNO, and a thousand-dollar oh, home run. Yes, it's time for that thousand-dollar home run. Uh, you can enter this uh, nationwide contest by going to KXNO.com. Once you get there, enter the keyword money, money at KXNO.com. Your chance to win a thousand. bets off. Now back to Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. Here's Ken and Trent. Hi, Miller and Condon. Welcome back to Moines Sports Station. 106.3 KXNO, hour number two, Randy Peterson. 
Des Moines Register on Iowa State, and then uh, State Senator Nate Bolton on NIL. As promised, going to talk some NFL draft with our friend Vinny Iyer. He's a three-time Jeopardy champion, Northwestern graduate, and writes covers the NFL for the Sporting News. He's got his latest mock draft. It was posted here, oh, sometime this morning, seven o'clock thereabouts. As we get into it, Vinny, Vinny, Trent, Ken, thanks for coming on, Vinny Iyer. How are you? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me, guys. No, listen, appreciate you coming on, Vinny. There's something about this draft that's, at least in my eyes, I want to pick your brain on it. It's maybe it's lacking, and and I think it has to do maybe in part. Maybe uh, entirely on the fact that there's no marquee quarterbacks in this class. They always, you know, get my attention. I'm a draft nick. I love it. Can't get enough of it. But with the lack of, you know, at least seemingly franchise quarterbacks in here, does the draft kind of take not a big step back, but a little bit in your mind? I think a little bit. I just don't think uh, what the biggest differences they're not the household names that we're used to that every college football fan is familiar with to a highest degree and look i, I know malik wills was on the radar quite a bit and liberty and uh, kenny pickett really put Pitt on the map as they were competing in the acc and then you had desmond ritter breakthrough season for cincinnati but these are the top three guys they just don't move the needle the way that you had last year i mean look at trevor lawrence and justin fields and uh, trey lance had a lot of buzz at the end and zach wilson rose pretty quickly in that class. So you had just a lot of excitement and uh, marquee value. And I don't think that means these guys are all going to fall flat in their face. I think the biggest thing with any of these quarterbacks, they ran in, land in the right system with the right support, with the right team, the right mindset to be the face of that franchise. And I think all three of these guys have that potential here. Like, let's say Malik Willis lands in Seattle. I think that's a good fit where Russell Wilson was. Or you have a Kenny Pickett going from Pitt to Pittsburgh, and it's a good fit there. And uh, maybe Desmond Ritter ends up on a better team here at the end of the draft. So it's all about that is what's your fit with your current team. And I think all three of these guys have that chance. Vinny, I thought it was really interesting reading through your article today talking about Eight teams without a first-round pick. Of course, that means eight teams have multiple picks in the first round. That happened a time or two in the past. You'd see that a couple of teams wouldn't have a first-round draft pick. What's the reason behind this? Is it just teams more willing to to trade away first-round picks? How are we at the spot we are right now with so many teams not drafting on that Thursday? Well, you go back to the Matthew Stafford trade from last year, and teams are being more aggressive about getting veterans. And that's what you've seen. Russell Wilson, Tyreek Hill, and Devontae Adams. You never thought you were going to see those type of moves ever in the NFL, and especially all in one offseason. Like, you thought this league was beyond that in terms of these players were on their teams forever. But I think there was a change here that, look, we can't afford to pay all these players anymore. We have to move on. We have to realize the best way to get into competitive mode is to cycle out of this. If we don't have the franchise quarterback or we're investing too much and we're not winning with that quarterback, we've got to move on and start this over or realize, look, you have Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers. We've already paid these guys a lot of money. We can't pay another player at another position, even though he's valuable to our quarterback for this type of money. So what do, what do they look at? Go get a, a replacement in the draft. If you can draft this player and you can find Adams in the second round and the Chiefs really stole Tyreek Hill in the later round, that you can find another one. You should have the confidence that you can find another type player that's going to have this impact and that you just do what you can, but that you have that flexibility where with the draft picks, 
having an extra draft pick gives you a little bit more room to maneuver here while that uh, $20 million or whatever you're investing in that player didn't. So that, that's all you're seeing right now is that it's becoming like baseball or the NBA where, look, if you think draft picks are valuable, go after them. If you think a player is valuable, if you're on the flip side where you're the Dolphins or Raiders and you have some cap room, then you're going to go and give up a first-round pick. So I think it's just the circumstances of how they played out this offseason, but you're going to see more aggressive moves involving first-round picks, I think, going forward. Uh, Trayvon Walker, to me, is is a real interesting uh, prospect uh, prior to uh, round one of this draft. I've seen him all over the first round, Vinny. I've seen I mean, I saw, I think, maybe Pro Football Focus has him going one overall. And then I saw him right at the end of the first round. I think most people have him kind of in the middle. I see you've got him top ten. Uh, is, is he one of those guys that... Um, you know, that obviously people, some are going to like him, some are just not sold for whatever reason. Is he the only one in this draft that has that kind of attached to him that, you know, some people really think he's going to play, play a, a star, others are, you know, let's stay away from this kid for whatever reason? Well, I think the problem with some of these guys is uh, fitting them in a particular position, and that's what people are trying to figure out with Trayvon Walker. I think he's a guy with a lot of hybrid fronts defensively. You can play an end or tackle. You I don't think he necessarily is going to be consistently available for you as a three-four outside linebacker, but as a situational edge rusher in that role, he can re- he can thrive. So it's all about can, can we fit his talent into our system the best we can? Is this talent that far beyond what we're looking for? Where we're okay, we're going to make it work. We just want to get his talent on the field in some form. So that's what it comes down to. Not only the best player and best talent available, but how do you uh, conform them into your system? Are you taking him to thrive in what you were able to do? And that really comes down to it. I think you look at a player, I think a couple of years ago, Isaiah Simmons, we're still waiting on him to do something here. And part of it is like we didn't know what he was. Was he a safety or a linebacker? How was the team going to use him? Then you had a player, I think, uh, the same team, the Cardinals, uh, Hassan Reddick. They didn't know how to use him early. And all of a sudden, okay, he's the guy that needs to just be free rushing the passer. And you've seen what he's done now with the Cardinals and Panthers and now moving on to the Eagles. So it's really about the comfort level of that talent and how you can get the most out of it. And if you're not able to do that, then you shouldn't take that play. Vinny, two teams of our regional interest have two picks in the first round. The Packers with number 22 and 28. The likelihood of them moving up. And also the Chiefs with 29 and 30. Chiefs-Packers likelihood that they package those two picks and try to move up? Well, I think it depends on how much they want a particular player. For I think they're a little bit different in each case. I think you look at the Packers, can you go and use those two picks to go get Chris Olave or Garrett Wilson, and you want that bonafide number one for Aaron Rodgers. You don't want to mess with your back-to-back MVP. Give him a true number one that you feel really great about, or James Williams, and see if you can Maybe you don't have to part ways with both first-round picks, but maybe a first-rounder and one of those extra second-rounders in each case. So that's what you have to look at. And I think the Chiefs are a little bit more flexible to go up and down the board. They're not as desperate as wide receiver at wide receiver without Tyreek Hill because they did sign Juju Smith-Schuster. They added Marquez Valdez-Scanling. Now I know between those two guys and Miko Hardman, you don't really have a true Tyreek Hill replacement. Well, you have an adequate way to move the ball with Patrick Mahomes is going to lift these receivers anyway. So that for the Chiefs, I think it's more, do they want a special edge rusher? Do they want a Trevon Walker and his uh, ability, versatility in the front, the way that Chris Jones is giving them? Do they want a Jermaine Johnson 
Do they see Sauce Gardner being special, or is it for them also? We want an Olave or a Wilson. So that's what you're looking at, and you look at a possible trade partner with the Chiefs. I say the Vikings are right there at number 12. It's hard to say the Vikings want to help out the Packers there. So the Packers, uh, however, have a higher pick, so they might uh, jump up beyond that Vikings pick and maybe to where Atlanta is and make sure they get the receiver at number eight. Vinny, is there a team in the 20s that uh, that that may be willing to go into the uh, top 10 at some point to grab a quarterback? Well, I think there's one team in particular. I think it's definitely the Pittsburgh Steelers. They're right at number 20. This is a team that doesn't have that makeup, but is Kevin Colbert at this last draft. You might say, hey, guys, uh, let's go get yourself a franchise quarterback. It's my last draft here that you need and set you guys up while I'm gone here. So that's what the... The Steelers would be thinking about if they have the assets, but I think it's more. If, I don't think the Steelers are necessarily going to go up to the top ten to get that quarterback. But if the Willis or Pickett slides into the fifteen range, and you have the Eagles there in your same state, and they've got multiple picks, and they might want to trade down, then you might say, okay, we're going to go up and get that quarterback. Another team that I could see doing it is the Lions at thirty-two, because. Again, maybe out of range to get a Ritter, but like you look at the Lions and say, okay, we have 32, we have another asset right around the corner in this early in the second round. Can we package those to move up here and get another higher first-round pick to match number two overall? Or do the Lions say, we're going to trade down from number two and get ourselves in position to get a very good position player and a quarterback in the teams with somebody down there? So there are a lot of scenarios to look at, but I think the Lions and uh Steelers are probably the best two candidates to do so in that part of the draft. Another team that you can't totally sleep on is the Titans. If they want to staff someone, then uh, maybe think about the future beyond Ryan Tannehill. Vinny Iyer from the Sporting News. Vinny, great stuff. I know you're busy. Thank you. Read both your pieces this morning. I'm sure there'll be a lot more between here and Thursday. Uh, Vinny, thank you very much. Appreciate you coming on. All right, thanks, guys. Have a good one. Yep, good to talk to you. Vinny Iyer from the Sporting News is... We take a couple of minutes into the NFL draft. With the lack of quarterback, there's just something missing about the draft. Well, even the top end, there isn't that ridiculous specimen that you see. I mean, is Hutchinson worth the number one overall? I mean, he's really good, but high floor. I mean, I I don't see him being awful. Right? It's not going to blow up. Better than Jadavian Clowney? Yes. Really? Yeah. Clowney's career has been disappointing. No, that's what I'm saying. But 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 coming out of college, did you? Oh no no no. That's what I mean. Right. Yeah, Clowney's not... um... Hutchinson, for everything we've heard about him, though, it's not going to be some of the... Of the pedigree, right, yeah. The the stylistic concerns that there were with Clowney and a bit of a clown sometimes. Not the case, I don't think, with Hutchinson. Is he going to be J.J. Watt? I don't think so. Right. Is he Bosa? No. I don't think he's transformational at that kind of level. Those Bosas, all three of them, are healthy. This uh, this draft can be different. Mm-hmm. It's just it, it is. I mean, if you need a quarterback this year, you better go to the trade market. Is Mariota? He's with Atlanta, right? That he's is that where he is? I think yes. Did I see that? You think I'm, there's still something left in the tank there? He never plays. <laughs> when and when he does, he runs the ball. And he got hurt with the Raiders all right. the time when he ran the ball. We'll take our final time out of the hour. Again, we got another keyword coming up in hour number two. If you missed it in the first hour, are we allowed to do this? I'm- Money at KXNO.com. Money at KXNO.com. That's the 10 o'clock keyword. We have another one in the 11. Miller and Condon are on Des Moines Sports Station. 106.com to apply.
Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Trent, is Tony Watson the most high-profile athlete from Central Iowa that really flies under the radar? I mean, he's got to be on the list, right? Pitched 11 years in the major leagues. Over a decade, he made an all-star game. He was a loogie, lefty specialist for a very long time. and Just under 700 games in Major League Baseball. Not a whole lot of buzz compared to Casey Blake. Right. Who's beloved. Yeah. Conversations about him. Yeah, it's interesting that just in for whatever reason, have this, I guess because he's a reliever. Maybe. You know, that might have something to do with uh-huh. it. But Does he come back here in the offseason, do you know? I don't know. It's well, question. he's retired from the game after yeah. uh, you know just uh, 689 games of coming out of the bullpen. You saw him pitch in high school? Never saw him pitch, but just remember the stories. His senior year, he had a 0. 0.10 wow. ERA through three no-hitters during that Jeez. season. Uh, way back as he went on to play at Nebraska. Pretty good era of Nebraska baseball also mm-hmm. before being drafted. But yeah, I just remember hearing the stories about this this lefty that really brings it up there. And then 0.10 ERA. And right in our backyard. And for whatever reason, he, he really does fly under the mm-hmm. radar. Well, hell of a career. Uh, did you see the move that NBC Sunday Night Football made? You knew Michelle Tafoya is retired. Yes, yep. And then the speculation was Catherine Tappen, who's on Notre Dame games, did a lot of Olympic coverage as well, was going to slide in there. They went and got a name out of the past. A, I don't know if Erin Andrews would say that this was her role, role model. Melissa Stark. Oh, really? Is coming back to a sideline this fall. She huh? was very good. Oh, she was terrific. Monday Night Football. Yes. Yeah. Yep. On Monday Night Football. Who did she, was she with? Was she with that era of Monday Night Football where they went away from the foot, like, like a Kornheiser? Yes, Kornheiser, I know. Miller. I know she was on the sideline for Kornheiser because okay. I've heard him talk about her before. Mm-hmm. And uh, just what a great journalist he thought she was on top of right. being very good at a job that is not the easiest job out there, that sideline reporting no, job. Look at to that. do it right. And and she did it. There's no doubt about that. So, Catherine, I wonder if you're Catherine Tather and you're thinking, because she could have gone to, she was a hockey gal. Oh, really? She was the in-studio hockey gal. Liam, what's his name? Liam McHugh? Anyways. um, Yeah, but Melissa Stark coming back to the sideline this fall. Blast from the past. Indeed it is. She's been gone, what, 15? Probably, yeah. Kids are grown. I'm going to go back to work. Good for her. Uh, Hour two coming up. We'll start with Randy Peterson. Covers Iowa State, as you know, for the Des Moines Register. He'll kick it off. And then Nate Bolton, Senator, State Senator Nate Bolton at the bottom of the hour. Miller and Condon are on Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO.